Hello, mortals. We are your Valkyries. Miss Darby. And Miss Charlie. And we are two informative fiends. Just like you, you nasty girl. We will be discussing our experiences and opinions on sex work, art, and the erotic taboo counterculture we just can't stop talking about. We are currently recording and transmitting this episode from our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. All right, so today we are doing a little mini-sode about why we chose the concept that we did. Um, And in part, this is because after our first episode, Origin Story, we did have one person reach out with this question. And, well, we figured we would do them a favor and answer it because maybe there's more of you out there with the same question. So, why the Babes of Valhalla? Part space babe, part Norse mythology. And 100% hottie pants. The main reason, the most obvious, is because, duh, we are babes. Super babes. So, that works. Yeah, super babes. And we did, like, I mean, we knew what Valhalla was, but we thought some of you that maybe maybe don't know, who knows, um, we found this little Wikipedia uh, definition. So, in Norse mythology, Valhalla, from the Old Norse Valhol, Hall of the Slain, is a majestic, enormous hall located in Asgard, ruled over by the god Odin. Those who die in combat travel to Valhalla upon death, led by Valkyrie. How, Miss Charlie... Do you think that that fits into our uh, use of the word Valhalla? I definitely feel like, you know, the club is like another dimension that we are transporting ourselves and, you know, our heroes to. And so I think that like relating Valhalla, this promised land to to this kind of other dimension of the strip club makes sense to me maybe you could add more because my description doesn't make so much sense (laughs) no that makes sense to me i mean i definitely think that that was part of it valhalla being like kind of this mystical place that is this like otherworldly place that people want to go to like you if you're a you know a warrior you want to die in battle you want to go to valhalla and it's 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 also kind of like this, the club is like this underworld kind of realm. Mm-hmm. And dying, then underworld, you know what I mean? Like it's like you gotta tr- you're transforming. I don't know, maybe it's like more of like a Hades thing, but. Yeah, but I mean, I definitely think you're going from one reality to another, one dimension to another. As you enter the club, either as a participant or as an employee or as a you know spectator you're kind of shifting your role you're shifting your environment you're entering this um fantasy space and you're you're kind Mm -hmm. of taking on that idea of like you're now in a different dimension you're in a different environment than you were before yeah and that dimension has different rules like, different things that are not okay in regular life are, like, suddenly kind of more okay. 
or or just different. Right. And it's not about the reality outside of the club. It's about the reality mm-hmm. inside the club completely. Like it, your your real name, your real job, those elements don't matter anymore. It's like who you are in this moment is all that matters. And you can change that every time you reenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I think we like the visual too of like uh, Valkyries kind of being strong female characters that are like warriors and they're like something that's kind of feared, but also people are like awestruck by them. And I kind of think that strippers sort of get the same reaction sometimes. Like people are, I don't know, like they like treat you really interestingly versus when you're just like a regular girl. I kind of also think of like Valkyries in that like really heavy metal way where you're just like this like Mm. mostly naked woman like riding like a falcon and you're just like I am sexy and I am powerful and guys are just like oh my god and you're just like on top of like your creature you know. Yeah like dragon forces playing in the background. Yeah exactly exactly. Also, I like that, you know, we are both uh, Scotch-Irish, Scandinavian, so it's nice to pull from our own heritage instead of, like, identifying with another culture, you know? I think that's also, it's a nice thing, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Then I guess you don't have to have that conversation down the road. (laughs) High five. (laughs) High five on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling from your own culture. <laughs> A plus. A plus. <laughs> Being respectful. Attempting respect. Uh, A plus. Att- yeah, there we go. Attempting respect. Um, okay, so then the person that kind of brought up this, they were like, yeah, but are you Valkyries or like space aliens? So why um, the alien so- twist? <laughs> yes. And I mean, fucking space is cool as shit and i think we love that aesthetic Mm -hmm. um but also because like once we became dancers a lot of aspects of our lives like didn't fit into a lot of the circles that we occupied or and still occupy like you just kind of feel like you're from a different planet i mean people that are listening that are not dancers may not get this necessarily but like if you're sitting out at brunch with like a bunch of other girls that you dance with or there's like I had this experience recently. It was like my birthday, out for dinner. There's like six girls. We all danced together. And then there was one girl that came that's like a friend from like real life or whatever. And she has never been to a strip club. She knows I dance. We've talked about it very briefly. She's an awesome person. But like I looked at her at one point in the conversation because we're just talking about management and customers and like, oh my God, yeah. And that guy was like, trying to pull his dick out in the dance and I was just like oh dude put it away and we're all like laughing like oh yeah I've done dances with that guy too like and we're all just being like it seems like it's crass or whatever but for us it's the same way that you would talk if you were a waitress and you're just oh table number four like they're just so rude except for us it's like oh that customer always pulls his dick out and then we laugh and I looked over at my friend and, you know, said, hey, are you, you know, doing okay? Like, you're being really quiet. Just want to check in. She's like, no, I'm fine. I just, I don't, I'm, you know, it's just a lot. 
Like, mm-hmm. I'm just listening because I don't have anything even closely relatable. And it's like, you just forget because it's so normal. Yeah, well, I was also thinking about it in, like, the opposite way where there's definitely been times that I'm with somebody who maybe doesn't know that I dance or, like, that's just, like, not a part of our our relationship is that Mm. that's, like, a really big part. And I've run into people on the street that I know from work and I don't know their real name and I'm not going to be like, oh, it's so good to see you. This is my friend, you know, whatever, Mercedes. Introducing somebody with their dancer name can seem kind of, you don't want to disrespect their their persona, their identity. And so there's mm-hmm. been a lot of times when I run into somebody that I don't even know how to introduce them because I don't know their real name. And it's like not a conversation you want to have right there and then it's like oh this is not the time for me to like reveal anything personal about this person to somebody else like in my friend group or somebody that I don't Mm -hmm. really know well be like oh like let's have this whole conversation about my other life like right here right now so it's like there's been those interactions luckily I think we all know that so when you kind of go oh it's so great to see you this is my friend you know they just step right in I'm Chloe it's so great to me you know they just like know that cue but there is kind of that sense like we're all secret agents in a way you know and you don't know who can know and who cannot know and you don't want to disrespect anybody else's like anonymity yeah, like their boundaries, and you don't know what those are. Because some people are totally fine like, if you want to call them by their dancer name in public, and other people are not. And that's, and yeah, like you said, you can't have that conversation like in the moment when it's happening. I mean, I guess I'd liken it to kind of the show Invader Zim, uh, where <laughs> we feel like we're these little alien creatures that have a human suit. <laughs> and we just zip and unzip our human suit. So, like, in regular life, we're, you know, we look like school people. We work at this other place or, like, we're teachers or, you know, whatever. And then we go home and we just kind of unzip the human outfit. And then we just get to be our weird alien selves. Mm-hmm. Because I also feel like there's times when people will be having conversations and they'll say things like, Oh, I just can't believe that she would do that. That's just so da 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 da. And then I turn. What are you talking about? Like she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Or she should charge for that or whatever. This really, you know, applies to any kind of sex work, you know, because I think it's all kind of stigmatized in the same mm-hmm. way where you have your different personas. Um, like even when we're making some sexy art for this podcast, you know, there is a question depending on how good of friends I am with somebody or even, you know, just how they're going to react to me showing them some of the artwork because some of it is unedited and some of it, some of it is just like me in high heels and a thong. And I don't think a lot of Mm -hmm. my friends think of me that way. They think of me very differently. They think of me like this quirky art person who that is not at all their image. And so for me to show that Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, like, who's that and I'm like oh that's me that's my body that's how I want to photograph myself and that like Mm -hmm. is that alone can be such like this identity shift yeah because your sexuality is so personal I mean like anyone's is it's kind of what you're doing with someone that you're choosing 
to share that with, right? But if you are a sex worker, you are sexual with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just more public. And some people are uncomfortable with that. Like you said, like, they don't want to, they don't want to, or they have a hard time imagining you as, like, in that position. So it can feel... <laughs> Literal like we position. Can feel, yeah. <laughs> like, we can feel alienated. Um, and we also, I think, can sometimes alienate other people that are that are close to us. Yeah. And we, I think, in a lot of senses, uh, I've alienated myself thinking that mm. other people are going to react a specific way and mm. even if they don't like the fear that they're going to react yeah well it's always it's always tricky because you never know you always have to take yeah. a chance when you kind of come out to someone which is actually an episode that we're going to do at a later time yes, yes absolutely because i think that's a really big moment in people's lives is the coming out. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I don't know. I've, I haven't had the chance to do it, so. <laughs> She's uh, in the closet, to... ladies and gentlemen. I'm in the closet. Um, I haven't had a chance to do it with, with my really important people, like my family, but who knows, one day. Yeah. Well, I also think that, like, I don't know when you first suggested the name babes of valhalla i mean i thought it sounded cool and then i thought you know well if we're going to be recording a podcast we're already going to be anonymous like we should just mm-hmm. pick badass characters like why not like i don't want to be like hi this is uh margaret sitting in my kitchen on a wednesday you know i want to be like i'm an interdimensional you know, space babe who's slaying it. You know, I'm a Valkyrie. And I know that there, for me, is like a lot of crossover between mythology and aliens, depending on what kind of things you listen to. There's a lot of people who think that a lot of ancient civilizations got their ideas for different mythology from aliens. So, I don't know, space... Valkyries, sex workers, it all it all goes hand in hand. Yeah, I definitely think that it makes sense. I mean, for us, I just think, I mean, we didn't think about it, that it was, like, that deep. But then when we got that feedback, we figured, okay. I mean, like, if we, if we think about it and break it down, like, that, you know, that's what it is. But I think basically... We view ourselves as badass Valkyries and out-of-this-world cosmic hotties, so all rolled up. Um, at the end of the day, like, it's a lot of explanation, but it sounds cool, and it's because fuck it. That's what we wanted to do. It's what we wanted to do, and that's your explanation. And we do what we want, because we, we can. We can. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's going to stop me? Who's going to do it? No one. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, to soothe your aching loins, you can find us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla. If you'd like to email us with anecdotes for our upcoming episodes, check out our social media for the themes we are currently researching and send your comments and stories to babesofvalhalla at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, stay nasty.
Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.